Tumelang abshieno khemore nti macherone thobela sanbonani and hello welcome to the sit in with Jesse J it's been such a long time guys it's been such a very very long time i've missed you guys so much um i just want to welcome you to the sit in it's a new month it's a new week i hope blessings are covering you i hope mudimole badimo olapiri at all times um thank you for keeping um streaming my podcast while I've taken some personal time out for those who have been following my socials you guys know that I'm undergoing um a spiritual journey um I'm answering my calling so it's been tricky for me to come back and you know release some episodes but I'm back and I'm here and I want us to just continue getting into conversations and you know just vibe so let's get into it trending topics today so there's a new covid variant that's going around um apparently this variant is called the lambola um variant that's now has spread nearly over 30 countries and the country is sitting now at 12.513 new cases today that's a lot guys that's a lot. That's a lot. Um, I hope you guys are wearing your masks, washing your hands thoroughly, and sanitizing. We need to curve this pandemic, no? Because, guys, we need to go back and groove, man. And then, guys, the jab is in Ikakasi. The jab is here. Are you guys vaccinating? If you are, how has that been treating you? Have your parents been vaccinating? Are you encouraging your parents to do that because they are the most vulnerable? If not, why not? Um, let us know why you're not vaccinating. Just leave a message there by the message box. And um, also, I just want to say thank you guys for always you know, giving me feedback. The critics, I love it. And, and I'm getting to a better place. I love it. Thank you so much. And then... Hey guys, former president Jacob Zuma, what is the story there? Is he going to jail? Is he not? Is the KwaZulu Natal bringing the country to a standstill? Kwenzaalani, guys, what's going on? Um, those are topics for another day. But let's get into today's episode. So today on my episode, I want us to talk about debt. Right, a lot of us are going through things at a very young age, and I just want us to untangle and talk about debt. So, I want us to talk about debt review, credit providers, Amashonisa, and you know, student loans. How have these things affected you? How have you gotten yourself into debt, and how did you get yourself out of debt? I know personally I'm dealing with a huge, huge burden on my shoulders because of debt. Um, firstly, um, do you know if do you guys even know what um, debt review is? Do you guys even know what credit providers are? Right. So, debt review is a formal debit rehabilitation program that seeks to help consumers who are generally struggling to make ends meet and pay back their debts. But one thing that they don't let you know when you Google debt review is that once you 
get yourself into debt review and you consolidate all your debts and they pay the minimum wage to your creditors or your debtors, you cannot get any other credit. Like, how whatever you are currently owing people will be your debt. If your debt review company says they're going to pay um, 20 rand to your debt for the next five years, that means in the next five years, you cannot get any credit. You can't get a loan. You can't even, you know, get a clothing account. That's the bad side of it. But the good side of it is that in the five years after that, you'll be done paying everything. You'll be credit clear and you'll be able to get into new debt. I don't know if that makes sense. But yeah, that is what debt review is. And then we've got student loan. Do you know how many students are in debt because of student loans? Um, student loans were generally um, designed to help students pay for their post-secondary education, you know, and it's associated with helping us just survive throughout tertiary. But what we also are not being told about student loans is once you start getting employed, you must pay every single cent back. That is why I would really advise that students get bursaries, but it's, it's really tough to get a bursary. So, yeah. And then if, if, if I know with NAFSAs, I got into a lot of all of these things because of NAFSAs. I had, the moment I started working in the government, my first paycheck, NAFSAs took a huge chunk out of that because, I don't know, the idea is they tell you that after you get employed, you make arrangements with them. But the moment that they know that you are employed, there's no arrangement that they make. The state wants their money back. 25% of the country's youth is, is in debt because of student loans. And then um, the state is struggling to get back those fees. Um, during between the period of 2010 and 2020, over 10.4 billion in fees is due back to the state. We can't pay that back. Because some of us come from different backgrounds. You are from Ezilaleni there. You come to Joburg, you study at UJ at a, at a student loan, you're done, you go start working. You still need to take care of your family back home. You can't pay NAFSA's 5000 out of your stipend that you get at, um, there at an internship. We can't afford it. I'd rather let NAFSA struggle than let my family struggle. You understand where I'm coming from? So, yeah, so we also have this thing they call the credit bureau. So what does the credit bureau do? Um, the credit bureau is a data collection agency that gathers um, account information from various creditors. Like they get your information from this person and that person before they can let a creditor give you money. Understand? So before you start getting a loan, um, the company or the bank that's supposed to give you that kind of loan goes through the credit bureau first 
to try and see whether um, you can qualify. And after you're blacklisted from not paying all of these debts that you have, um, the credit bureau holds your information, your data information with them until you're done paying all of these people back. Only then can the credit bureau release you from all of uh, from their database. So what had happened to me is I was young. I got into a debt through Nefsis and I got a job. And then after getting a job, I took to building my mother a house, right? So after that, that's when I got into debt. And it wasn't a lot of money, but I felt I couldn't do this because this is my first job. And then I went to Old Mutual to seek advice. I was advised about consolidation, right? The idea was that they would get all of my debts. At the time, I only owed... Um, this company called Lencor, it gave me building material, right? And Standard Bank, that gave me a loan to finish my mother's house. Fine, that's where I was. I went to Old Mutual, Old Mutual advised me, no, they cannot help me, but there's a company within Old Mutual called Octogen. Octogen can help me with debt review. I went to Octogen, gave them my details, but they failed to pay my debtors, or rather my creditors. So I took to paying all of those people by myself. But this company called Octogen had my information. So every time I tried to apply for something, I would be told that I'm still in debt review. I struggled for a good six to seven, eight years, if not longer, to get my name cleared to get my name off Octogen and out of debt review. It takes long. They were not paying for my debts. I was paying for myself. But still, my details were on their database. Like, they were being held in the credit bureau. So it, it was a very trying time. So where does this lead me? I am stranded. I cannot get loans from banks. I cannot buy a car. I cannot buy a house because I'm under the debt review that shows that I'm a terrible payer. I'm young. I'm 25, 26, not even in my 30s at the time. I get to, I got myself entangled with what we call Amashones. These are people that can borrow you money whether you have a revolting, uh, a revolving credit, or just blacklisted. They help you. They don't care. Their interest is very, very high. But when you're desperate, you're gonna take it, right? So this is where my vicious financial situation started. Because I was um, frustrated with the review, I got to a place where I entangled myself with Abu Mashwanesa, the loan sharks. So here I am borrowing money from this one person when I can't pay him because he wants 40% interest from... Togazani Sanbonani Dumelang Nda Huyamore
good morning it's a brand new day a brand new attitude and a brand new episode what's going on in and around the world you tell me have you guys registered to vote if yes yay for you if not why not have you guys gotten your jab if yes yay if not why not leave your comments there for me in the comment section and let me know guys go get your vaccine go get registered to vote also what's the actual deal with rosemary and love guys like what is going on is she trying to get the insanity plea or what is going on like hi guys a lot is going on in our country welcome to the sit-in i'm your host jazzy J. Our conversation for today is how to deal with a friendship breakup. So, you know, in our day and age, you know, when you are in a romantic relationship, there's always something that can keep you going to get to a place where you've healed. There's songs, there's books, there's always something and there's always a friend to help you through that breakup. But what happens when that friend does no longer want to be your friend how do you get to a place where you heal how do you get to a place where you start living your life without that friend um do you now just start forgetting about the friend are you supposed to move on because when friendship breakups happen nobody really tends to notice because you don't want to let your family know that this friend that you've been with for years is no longer your friend. But on the other hand, when we cut people off, we're always cutting people off based on the fact that, no, you know what, I don't want any toxic person in my life. And what happens when you're that toxic person and you get cut off? How do you react? How do you move on from the situation? I'll tell you what happened to me. Um, it was an unfortunate situation where I couldn't be friends with the people that were in my life for years, right? And when the ordeal happened, I understood that the people wanted to move on from me because I was the toxic person in their lives then. But I couldn't just sit there and dwell in the fact that these people have been in my life for years, they've been in my child's life, but now they're no longer there. I can't force the people to be in my life. I'm the toxic person and we often want to be in healthy spaces we often want to be in an environment that boosts our energies like you just want to be in a place where there's no toxicity there's no negative energy and if i was that person for them i was like no it's okay but now when i started moving on it felt so weird when i stopped seeing them on my social media when i stopped going to places that we went together it felt like I'm just showing them a middle finger because I was a toxic person and it feels like we are not supposed to get the happy ever after but in the same breath I'm supposed to move on the toxic person is supposed to move on regardless of how toxic they were to you at some point they have to live their lives It's unfortunate that there are no manuals that you can read that shows you the step-by-step on how to recover from uh, a friendship breakup. 
because when you go through a breakup your friend is always there to help you pick up the pieces but now when you go through a friendship breakup who do you turn to I think besides a romantic relationship friendships are the best relationships a person can have and that's why they are the hardest and the most heartbreaking because you never ever recover from that yes you can move on yes you can go you know further and better but you know that one person that's always been in your life forever is no longer there you know and it's unfortunate so i want you guys to you know hit me up let me know what was your worst friendship breakup and how did you deal with it how i dealt with my situation is i started learning to do things by myself i started um a vision board that had no friends in it and when i started putting that vision into reality i realized that there's so many things that i can do without my friends not that i don't need friends but now that i'm in a space that they are not there i've been using them as a crutch for so many things in my life now that they're not there there's so many things that i've achieved not to say that they helped me back no i just have the time on my hands now you understand so what i did was i started journaling i started focusing on my healing and i started focusing on my spirituality and i spoke to myself about the situation to gain closure see the one thing about closure is it's not the responsibility of the next person for you to get closure it's about you if you keep on waiting for the next person to come and give you closure to reasons why they left you they'll always come back and revisit you and distract you because you yourself haven't found closure i forgive myself for the situation that was put before us and i found the closure that i needed i've made new friends i've, I've you know experienced so many other things but a friendship breakup is literally guys literally the worst thing that can happen to any friend i kid you not it's it's traumatic you know um for me it was hardest because these are people that were in my child's life now i had to keep telling my child that yeah no they'll come tomorrow no they'll come see you tomorrow but on the other hand i knew these people were not coming back so it's hard and it's tough but we soldier on why amella you tinted yourself and you learn to live with our people but in the same breath when it comes to gbv you always talk about how the abuser never changes how it's a finger to the middle finger to the victim when he found somebody new and falls in love and starts a new family this is your abuser having a happy ever after see when it comes to that point that's not fair but life has to go on we have to move on 
it doesn't mean that your traumas are invalid no no they're valid you're validating for feeling whatever it is that you feel for being hurt by the friend but the friend that hurt you also deserves to move on from you and that's just how it is that's just how the cookie crumbles unfortunate situation thank you guys for tuning in to my short episode of the sit-in with jesse j do come back for another episode um we're going to be talking about debt in the next episode so please do leave your comments leave your stories and i'll share them on the next episode i love you thank you for joining the sit-in with jesse j Thank you.